Hello and welcome to Backchat, your podcast all about scoliosis, yoga and back care. My name is Christine Jaregiberry. I'm a yoga teacher, creator of the Yogaberry Yoga for Scoliosis community and YouTube channel. And this show is all about supporting you on your scoliosis journey. So if you're looking for practical advice and inspiration on how to manage the condition with yoga and movement, then you're in the right place. Hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to Back Chat. Welcome to Yoga Berry, your yoga for scoliosis community. If you're here for the first time, um, thank you so much for watching, for tuning in. My name is Christine Jaregi Berry, um, and I am doing this show live. I know sometimes people people ask me, why are you doing this live? Why, why don't you just record this session, right? And the reason why I am doing this live and why I like the interaction, and you will you will hear me interacting with people, obviously, as they, as they are here, um, is because this is a community at the end of the day. And for me, it's important that you can you get the opportunity to ask all your questions, right? It doesn't mean that I will always have the answer, of course, but I will always do my very best to answer them. And if I don't have the answer, I'm pretty good at finding people who have got the answer. And um, again, if you are new to this, maybe have a look at the, the back catalog of back chats that I have done and the, the interviews I've done with um, some amazing people like Elise Browning-Miller, who's a fabulous um, yoga teacher who's also written a book. Um, we've got, we had somebody talking about osteoporosis. We had Chris Cobb talking about stretching. She's a physiotherapist. We had Schross therapists on here. Um, yeah, so we had kind of a whole variety of people. We had Ed Paget on here, um, Tony Nalder, some some really really knowledgeable knowledgeable people, and um, this really is for you, right? This is your community, and it's your place to ask your questions. And today's question actually came from somebody from the community. So thank you to Loop who suggested this topic, which is about yoga with mild scoliosis. So what do we do if we have a mild scoliosis, right? There's nothing severe. There's no uh, kind of need for surgery or um, bracing or anything like that. What do we do if simply we have been diagnosed with mild scoliosis? So that's our topic today. If you are here live, um, come and chat to me. Come and say hello in the chat. Tell me where you're tuning in from. Let me know if you can hear me okay, um, because that has happened before as well. That technical issues right hopefully that's not the case um so before i kind of get into this before i get into the topic of mild scoliosis and we talk about maybe how to approach it in our yoga practice just a little public service announcement um i'm doing a black friday sale um, of my shine membership so this is my scoliosis yoga for scoliosis membership um, we have a weekly live practice together via zoom we have there's a lot of um, resources we've got all kinds of guest workshops um, for example with Beth Terranova who did a fabulous strength training workshop um, curved 
specific videos longer than the ones that are available on YouTube. And if you want to join us there, you can do so now for £10 only. Um, and this is for your first month. So if you just want to try it out um, and, you know, just have a little browse around, if you want, you know, you can binge watch everything on there because you will have access for 30 days. You will have access for a whole month for £10. So it's kind of a no-brainer. Um, make sure to check this out. The link is in the description underneath this video. And it's only valid until Monday. So um, I know it's called Black Friday, but it's it's valid until, until Monday, the 29th of November. Until then, you can sign up at the £10 deal. So make sure you do that. Again, you get all the resources. If after that, after the 30 days you want to cancel, that's fine. No hard feelings. You can absolutely do that. But I'm sure you'll love it and you'll stay on. Good. So I've got a few people joining me here live in the chat. We've got Abigail from the Philippines. We've got Suze watching in um, Melbourne in Florida. Melbourne, Florida. Okay. I was thinking of Australia, but maybe that's a different one then. Pensacola, Florida. Hello from uh, Kenya. I had a question concerning a person with scoliosis. How can uh, how can they swim like any other person? I, is your question, are you asking if swimming is good for scoliosis? Um, just let me know if I understand your, your question correctly. And um, we're going to dive straight into our topic. So I'm going to be talking about mild scoliosis today and what exactly that means and what exactly that means for your yoga practice obviously as well so first of all um we need to ask ourselves a few questions about our scoliosis right who has actually diagnosed us and sometimes it might have been a massage therapist who were like massaging around and then they were like oh there's a little I, I think you have a little bit of a scoliosis right Saying, I think you have a little bit of a scoliosis is not a proper diagnosis. So let's just kind of put this out there, first of all, that really it's only a doctor who can diagnose with diagnose you with scoliosis. Um, so I cannot diagnose anyone, um, even though I can, you know, I can see probably and there's certain things I will be able to determine. But really, it's only a medical professional who will be able to diagnose you with scoliosis. And there are different kinds. So you can have a functional scoliosis, which could be simply from um, doing something quite one-sided. So for example, you could be playing the violin for eight hours a day, or um, I don't know, maybe you had an injury in one of your legs and you, you couldn't really move it properly for a while and you had kind of a, your, your body had to compensate for it. You couldn't really put pressure onto the leg for it would have to be a very, very long time. And this could all be leading to a functional scoliosis and a functional scoliosis is simply where the muscles are out of balance and they pull you into a scoliotic pattern. So there will be a little bit of a kind of um, side bend maybe, maybe even a little bit of a twist, but it's not actually that your bones themselves are affected. It's just your muscles and your soft tissue. And if that's the case, if that's your type of scoliosis, good news, 
yoga exercise, you know, can absolutely um, help this and completely get rid of this as well. If it's a structural scoliosis, it's a different story. And structural scoliosis means that your actual bones are affected and you will be able to um, see this on an x-ray. There are other tests that we do to, to find out if it's a structural scoliosis. And that's really um, when we talk about somebody having scoliosis, that's kind of what we assume, right? That they have a structural scoliosis. It's not simply their muscles that are pulling them in, an, in, a, in a different direction. It's actually that their bones are, I don't like the word deformity, but the bones are formed in a way um, that gives them that scoliosis pattern. So obviously, I'm so just pausing here to, just to find out if this um, is clear. So Arash Ash is saying from Australia, lovely. Nice to, well, is it not the middle of the night for you? Should you not be in bed? <laughs> Good. Um, okay, so Phoebe is saying, I'm a person with scoliosis. One of my legs is paralyzed. So my question is, how can I swim? Right. So first of all, let's not make the co connection between um, scoliosis and a leg being paralyzed, right? There, there might be other things going on, right? <laughs> there probably are other things going on. So, you, you know, and you might have a different type of scoliosis. We're maybe not talking about a um, an idiopathic scoliosis, right? Maybe it's it's something else that is going on here. So I'm not really in a position to to give you any further advice on that. Um, to be fair, I think that sounds like something a little bit more severe. And obviously, yes, I would ask myself, you know, the same question. Obviously, what can you do and what can you not do? Now, if you have idiopathic scoliosis, you are absolutely fine to swim, right? Swimming is great. Swimming is great for, for the body. Good. Ash is saying just finished work. Okay. <laughs> I will let you off then. I will let you off. I'm not sending you to bed. Um, good. So can you please show us best stretches for concave sides? So I'm not going to show today because I'm in my office here, so I cannot, I cannot show, but you know that I have hundreds of videos on my YouTube channel. Um, to show you different types of stretches. And what I can say is that in terms of the concave side of the scoliosis, and you can see here, just for those who are maybe not so familiar with the terms, we've got a convexity of the curvature and then we've got a concavity. And this particular one, I, I drew like a little line here in the middle, which represents a rod. So for people who have had spinal fusion. Um, but what Ash is talking about is this area here, the concave area of the of the, the spine. And what we have to keep in mind here that everything on the concave area is kind of compressed and it's shortened. Um, it doesn't get a lot of space. So in general, what we're looking to do here is trying to open to create a little bit more space. The other thing that is happening on the concave side is also being pushed forwards, right? So convexity is being pushed back, and this is looking from your back. Concavity is being pushed forwards. So in general, when we're kind of breathing into the concave areas, 
we're looking to open the side and the back of it. So this is maybe something I, I'm hoping, Ash, that this will that that this helps you um, with your with your moving movement practice. And it doesn't really matter what exactly you do, but at all times that's what you want to think about. Okay. Lovely. Hi, Shalina. Shalina is here from Canada. I think you're joining us for restorative yoga as well, Shalina, on here. Um, will be nice to, to have you. And then Magdalena is here from Belgrade. Lovely. Good. So let's talk about mild scoliosis a little bit more, as Loop has suggested this topic specifically. What does that mean? We've already determined what we're talking about a structural scoliosis. Um, meaning that the bones themselves are affected. Mild scoliosis is anything that is larger than a 10 degree Cobb angle. Sorry, let me let me clarify this from 10 degrees to 25. So between 10 and 25, it's classified as a as a mild scoliosis. Anything from 25 degrees to 40 degrees Cobb angle is called a moderate scoliosis and anything over 40 degrees is a severe scoliosis. Now this is kind of a rough, well, it is a guideline that again, medical professionals um, use, of course, you know, there's, there's always other things to consider. So for example, if you have a mild scoliosis and you are 25 years old, that might mean something completely different than if you have a mild scoliosis and you're 10 years old, right? So if you are 10 years old, obviously you have a lot of growing to do. And if you already have a scoliotic pattern and you only have a mild scoliosis, even if it's just 11 degrees, when you grow, you will probably grow into that pattern a little bit more. So it's just something to bear in mind. So for the purpose of today, I'm assuming that everyone is fully grown, is not grown anymore, right? Is not growing anymore. So let's assume that everyone is over 20 years old. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, having structural scoliosis that is idiopathic, we don't really know where, where it's coming from. Um, and it might be in different locations in the spine and you have been diagnosed by a medical professional. Maybe you have an x-ray, maybe you don't, but you have had the diagnosis um, that it's actually a proper structural scoliosis. So what can we do? What can we do with those? And what do we have to bear in mind? So if it's under 25 degrees um, and we're not growing anymore, the chances are, and you know, uh, there's research about this, of course, and really anything can happen, of course, with uh, statistics are just statistics at the end of the day. But um, generally, this means that there is a very, very low chance of your curve progressing at that degree. So it's more about maintenance, right? It's more about what can you do to maintain it this way, to, to live healthy, to move well? If it's larger, if it's bigger than 25 degrees, and we will talk about this next week as well when we're talking about severe scoliosis, um, 
there is much more chance that this can get worse. So there you really need to put some work in. If it's a mild scoliosis, um, we do not have so much of that risk. Okay. Um, Magdalena is saying, I have an S-curve, S right thoracic, left lumbar. How can I improve my daily posture? I always try to correct myself while standing and sitting. Good. So, and uh, I, I got asked this question in the, in the Facebook group actually this week as well. What does that mean, an S-curve scoliosis, right? It's kind of what is shown here. So Magdalena is obviously having that same curve pattern, even though she hasn't told me if she's had a spinal fusion, but this is a right thoracic left lumbar curvature. And we're looking, we're always looking from the back. So you could say that this is a reverse S, right? Because an S would actually be the other way around. However, it is usually just called an S-curve scoliosis because of the shape that it is. And most of them go to the, um, to the right in the thoracic and to the left in the lumbar spine. That is just a very typical, typical pattern of um, scoliosis. If those curves are quite balanced, and that's often what happens with S-curve scoliosis, meaning there isn't a big difference between the thoracic and the lumbar, it could be that you're overall actually quite balanced. That overall, you know, you're not being pulled over to one side or the other. In which case, all you have to do is thinking about not kind of collapsing into your pattern. So um, you're asking about how can I improve my daily posture? Obviously, I would have to see specifically what exactly is going on. And um, sometimes if the lumbar curve is bigger, there's something we can do with the hips. If the thoracic curve is bigger, there's something do, we can do with the thoracic. But if you want to keep it simple, you just think about elongation, right? You think about lengthening because, again, with gravity, everything starts to be a little bit more compressed, compressed, compressed. Think about that S kind of getting more squashed and squashed. You want to elongate it. You want to lengthen it. So your best bet really is to think about resetting rather than correcting. I, I don't like um, the word correction so much because it kind of implies that we're doing something wrong um, and that something is very wrong with our bodies and we we need to do something to change that and to correct it which is not the case right there there's very well functioning people out there that have scoliosis um usain bolt is the fastest man on the planet i think and uh, he's got scoliosis right there is some um amazing heavy weight lifters that have scoliosis there's Olympic swimmers that have scoliosis. It doesn't mean that they have to uh, in any way change their bodies because they are doing super well, right? They, they are functioning super well. But what it could mean, Magdalena, is that you might want to reset your body, right? So resetting, um, it, I'm thinking about it much more as resetting rather than correcting. Hi, Joe. Um, nice to see you here as well. Thank you for tuning in. So that that was kind of, um, I think that was very, very important to say. And, and let me know if this kind of resonates with you as well. So 
again, I don't like, and, and, and I always, I get it. I always get asked about how do I correct my scoliosis? How do I get rid of it? But I think as soon as we're kind of accepted, um, we have a much, much better chance because otherwise you're always fighting, right? You're always in this mode of there's something wrong with you. Um, I need to change it. I need to get rid of it. No, there's nothing wrong with you. You are perfect the way you are. It's more about finding a way to work with it, right? It's no reason that you will be in a wheelchair or that you will have any um, big problems because of your, your scoliosis. There's no um, guarantee that you will have pain even. There's a lot of people that have scoliosis that don't have pain. So I think if we're kind of changing our mindset around this a little bit, um, that probably makes the makes the biggest difference. So for our mild scoliosis, so what can we do, right? And and um, how do we actually work with it? And chances are that uh, those of you who have got mild scoliosis, um, you probably feel like you're getting a little bit dismissed by medical professionals. And um, correct me if I'm wrong, um, but I find this all the time that because it's not in a range that requires treatment uh, such as surgery um, or bracing, most adults don't get braces anyway, that's mainly for children, you get a little bit dismissed and they'll be like, well, you're basically being handed an x-ray. You see that there is a curvature in your spine. You're like, what the hell is this, right? What's going on there in my spine? And then, then you're being told, uh, well, there's nothing we can do for you, um, so off you go, right? Now, that's not good enough, in my opinion. That's not helpful, right? Um, because what, what does that do? I mean, of course, of course, everyone will, will think, oh, you know, is there is there something, um, what's going to happen to my spine, right? Is this actually going to, to get worse? So I'm really here to to tell you that, it doesn't have to get worse, right? I'm, I'm here to tell you that you can function very well with scoliosis. Um, and I'm, I'm here that all you need to do is, is maintain it and move well and um, be able to kind of to, to work with it rather than against it. And, and Joe and I, we've been working together in one-to-one in -one sessions. And it's just been amazing to, to see her progress as well, right? To see how um, she changes, like her whole posture changed, right? She's all of the sudden, she's much more upright. I feel like she can breathe better. I don't know if she's, um, if she would agree with this, but, um, it, it's not about, I don't know if this has changed her x-ray. I don't know, you know, if, if her spine is any straighter, but what's important is that she feels better and that she can manage it much better. She's much more empowered and she can, um, apply all these um, little techniques and those those tools that she's getting in her yoga practice. So my tips for anyone with mild scoliosis, just kind of bringing it back on track, is first of all, um, obviously, again, we assume that you had a proper diagnosis already. 
second of all, I would kind of ask myself, is there anything else going on? And it might or might not be scoliosis related. So we are sometimes very quick and I am uh, definitely a culprit of this to draw some connections, right? Where there might not be one. Um, I don't know, like my lower back hurts, it must be my scoliosis. My hip hurts, it must be my scoliosis. My shoulder hurts, it must be my scoliosis. It could be, but it could also be something else, right? So um, we sometimes have to kind of uh, differentiate this a little bit. And, you know, how is this helpful? Well, it is helpful to think about it this way because scoliosis is something that will stay with you, right? If you have a structural scoliosis, Yes, you can reduce it maybe a little bit, but most of it will still be there. If it's functional, yes, it can it can go completely. Um, but the structural one will still be there. Now, pain does not have to be there all the time. Pain is a sensation. It's a it's um, information from the body, but it doesn't have to be there all the time. So I think that's very very important to kind of differentiate and, and dissociate your, yourself a little bit from, from that and maybe not making that connection straight away between um, scoliosis and pain. So in your yoga practice, I'm assuming you want to know what should I do and what should I, shouldn't I do? <laughs> and tell me if, if that's what you've been waiting for. I kind of get the, the, the sense um, Ash was kind of implying that already. Show us the yoga poses that we should do. What I'm going to, to tell you, um, with a mild scoliosis, you can pretty much do anything, right? There's, there's nothing where I would say, do not do this. Unless you've got something else going on. You've got pain. You've you've got a specific thing. Um right now that makes movement difficult if you do not have any pain but you do have scoliosis the sky is the limit right i would not tell those people to not do anything in my opinion you can pretty much do everything obviously if you do have problems if there is pain also if um you're either still very young or in the older bracket, meaning kind of over 65, and we're getting to the point where things are degenerative and discs are starting to lose their height and everything gets a little bit more un unstable, instable, unstable, um, then we have to think about taking some things out, even with a mild scoliosis. So even with a mild scoliosis, you might want to completely stay away from twisting and any type of um, forward bending more than backward bending usually. Um, but any kind of things that create too much pulling or um, instability in the body. And and what exactly that means for you, of course, is, is hard to, to say. Um, like this, you would have a kind of have to have some some one to one attention to to figure this out. But in general, I would ask myself: Is there any 
Am I worried about pain? If you're not, you're fine with whatever you're doing already, right? Now, the, because you're here, I'm assuming that it does cause you some sort of problems, in which case, yes, we have to look a little bit closer at what it is that, that we're doing, of course. So that's just another question to, to ask yourself. And I'm just giving you lots of things to maybe to consider and, and to think about. Um, what is important for your yoga practice if you have pain or if you don't have pain is to notice how things might feel different on one side to the other. And yoga is great for this, right? Because in yoga, we are encouraged to be aware. We are encouraged to pay attention to sensation. It's not about uh, ticking off a list of ex exercises, right? Or, or completing an app. I don't know if anyone has ever used a fitness app, but it always annoys me when they have yoga poses in there because you're kind of encouraged to uh, move on to the next thing. You're just encouraged to tick this off and then move, move on to the next type of thing. And I don't know if you know what I mean in, in terms of the... <laughs> Maybe I was using the wrong app. But um, in yoga, we are really encouraged to notice what's going on. And noticing what's different on the left side and the right side can be really, really helpful. And what I found in my yoga practice, so my scoliosis curve is kind of a, um, a borderline mild to moderate curvature. And um, it's because it's 25 degrees, it's literally on that border. Um, and what I found that when I started with yoga, first of all, I felt even more imbalanced, right? Because I noticed everything. Um, but then once you are aware of these things, then you can work with them. Good. So Joe is saying, yes, totally agree. Feeling a lot more space between my ribs takes time to learn the breathing techniques Routine is the key for me. Thanks to you, Christine. Uh, thank you so much, Joe. Yes, and um, absolutely. Routine, I think you mean consistency as well, right? A consistent. Uh, I hope my husband is not listening, but <laughs> he's very good at um, going to the gym once every few months, and then he will go for a very, very long time. And then he will not go for a very, very long time, right? That doesn't do much, right? Let's agree with this. Um, it's it's going to be much more beneficial if you do a little bit every day, right? Maybe it's just 10 minutes. Maybe it's just five minutes, right? But you do it consistently every single day. And that's what's going to make a difference. And you will be craving it, right? If you don't, and I, I always have this, so when I teach my um, my weekly classes, I, I usually take a break over Christmas. I usually take kind of a two or three week break. And then um, when we come back to the group practice, people are always like, oh, I'm so happy we're back because I was missing it because my back felt awful. Um, and that's when you realize, right, it's that consistency that that really makes the difference right because they've been practicing every week and then all of a the sudden they're not practicing anymore and that's when you know right that's when you know that um we need it and sometimes we wait a little bit too long we wait until we have problems 
before we do something about it. So really it's the maintenance that is key. And again, that's that's one of the key things with mild scoliosis as well. And I'm saying you can do anything, but you still have to look after yourself, right? You still need that maintenance and your body has to work a little bit harder with scoliosis um, because it's not completely symmetrically stacked up. There's a little bit more going on. So um, we need that reset, right? And I think I, I, I talked about it before, right? Thinking about it as resetting rather than correcting. Good, lovely. Shalina saying, love all your yoga practices has really helped me. Thanks. Uh, thank you, Shalina. Um, so one more, one more thing that I wanted to mention about those mild scoliosis cases is um pregnancy and menopause so obviously if you're if you're a man that doesn't apply to you um but if you are a woman if your body is a female body then this will apply to you right maybe not pregnancy but menopause right it will at some point so um hormonal changes um will can might have an effect on your scoliosis. So I see not so much during pregnancy. Um, I see it more for women that go through menopause that they start to notice that things are getting worse and that are um, deteriorating, right? So that usually tends to be the time when things are getting a little bit worse. So in that time specifically, it is really important to look at alignment, to look at good posture, to think about, you know, how do we want to be long term and we want to be able to walk well and sit well and stand well, of course. We do not want to um, kind of go into an old lady posture um, and, you know, end up with a walker or anything like that. So it is important to keep moving and to reset and to look at some of those imbalances and see how we can set ourselves up for a good future. Good. So Magdalena is saying thank you for the encouragement. It really helped. Uh, you're welcome. And this is really, you know, this is probably my number one, one reason for doing this. Um, it's not all uh, doom and gloom. <laughs> Definitely not. Okay, Donna saying I'm 73 and just diagnosed two years ago. Left lumbar, right thoracic, just like Magdalena. Um, I always thought I just had a bad back. I'm just learning and appreciate all you do for this community. Oh, thank you so much for, for your, your comment. Um, and yes, this, this, the education part is key, right? And the fact that you're all here makes me so happy, right? That you're all, you're listening to what I've got to say. And um, you're taking your your health in your in your in your own hands, right? And seventy three, you know, I've got I've got plenty of um, students that I've got one that I'm thinking about one one to one student, especially she is I think she's seventy one. She is absolutely amazing, right? She's fitter than any twenty year old. She can do all sorts of things, right? She does have to reset. She's got quite a a large um thoracolumbar curvature so she knows she has to do the work 
but she can pretty much do everything. And then I I have some 30-year-olds who are like, oh, I have a bad back. I can't do this. I can't do that. Um, I will never be able to, to do this or that. No, not true. Rubbish, right? Um, maybe not straight away. Maybe not now. But you can absolutely. You can you can definitely make a difference, right? And um, that is that is really important. So, and especially with your with a mild scoliosis as well. Um, again, as I said, you you can pretty much do everything, and your your risk of progression is relatively low, right? It's it's not um, it's a different story when we get into kind of curvatures of 40, 50, 60, 70 degrees, that's completely different. But anything kind of under 25 degrees and you're an adult, you're not growing anymore, um, you'll be fine. <laughs> that's kind of my summary for today. And I promised myself I wouldn't make this a super, super long chat. Um, so I will wrap it up here. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Make sure if you haven't already get that shine deal right it's a shine membership it's a black friday sale it's only valid until the 29th of november which is monday and you can get full access including to all my classes on there for 10 pounds only for a whole month um so a bargain really why wouldn't you right um so make sure you you do check it out the the link is in the description below plenty of resources. We've got a weekly class on there, all kinds of guest workshops. And I'm sure you'll love it and you will never want to leave. But of course you can if you want to. I'm not holding anyone hostage at all. Good. So next week, guys, I'm going to be talking um, to one of my yoga students. Um, who is also a yoga teacher herself, and she has got a severe scoliosis. She'll be showing us um, her x-ray. You'll be surprised. And um, I really look forward to this conversation with her because she's going to give us a different perspective again for somebody from somebody living with a severe scoliosis and what that means for her daily living, for her yoga practice and everything else. Good. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. And I see you next week. Bye, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, I would be super grateful if, if you could leave me a five star rating and review, which will help me to create lots more amazing content. If you have any questions or suggestions, reach out to me on Instagram at yogaberry.scoliosis or visit my website at www.yogaberry.net.